Hey Radio Nonsense listeners, if your grotty bleaters, sorry, grown-ups, want to help support this podcast, then they can sign you up to the Linda Edition via Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus. The Linda Edition is a version of this very show where adverts appear as often as Linda does, which is never. Yes, including this annoying advert at the beginning. You'll also get the podcast a whole day earlier than everyone else, and you never know, if enough people sign up, there might be bonus content too. Get those grotty bleaters to hit the button on Apple Podcasts, or find the confusing link in the podcast blurb to do it on Acast+. Plus. Linda? You hear that, Linda? You have your own edition of the show, Linda? You are listening to... Comedy Club for Kids presents... Hello and welcome to Radio Nonsense, the official comedy club for kids podcast for all ages from... ...to... ...and everything in between. I'm Tiernan and now it's time to say goodbye and I cry a little... Uh, it's not really, it's just going to be the last episode of this podcast for a few weeks because, well, um, let me be frank with you. Um, hang on. Okay, I'm frank now and I have this silly voice because that's Frank's voice. No, actually, it's just too silly, isn't it? Go away, Frank. Okay, bye! Sorry, what I meant is that I will be honest with you and say that it has been so, so brilliant receiving all of your many, many questions uh, for this past 21 episodes. Um, But I have run out of comedians to answer them all uh, for the time being. So I need to spend a few weeks luring out comedians with little biscuit crumbs or joke setups that they can't resist giving a punchline to. And then once I've sort of lured them out from the backstage little cupboards that they live in, I can ensnare them with this podcast and I can get them to answer more of your questions because I've still got quite a lot that haven't been answered yet. Um, They're a very difficult species to find, uh, you understand, comedians, um, as they often only come out at night and, as I said, they sort of hide in little backstage cupboards that the public don't have access to. So you really have to research just how to find one and get it to work with you rather than, you know, run away or climb a tree or bite you. Oh, no, sorry, hang on, that's, that's squirrels, but they're very similar in a lot of ways. So um, this show is just going to be on a very short break, um, not for not for very long, like no, it'll be back before you know it, except it won't be because you'll know about it because I'll probably let you know. So if you didn't know about it, you probably wouldn't know it was back. Anyway, it'll be back soon and I'm going to be gathering up funny people, but also clear away all the latest stinky hippos that you've sent in that I haven't had a chance to remove as they've started to pile up again. And yesterday I heard the postman be sick as he caught a whiff of some of them uh, in the envelopes that you put them in as he pushed them through the letterbox and he sort of coughed a lot and he shouted, it smells like if a baboon burped into a bucket of old sandwiches and then left it in a shed for 12 years. Yes, it did. And in fact, it still does. But that is the stinky hippos um, as there haven't been any burping baboons in here since I think last year I think that was the last time so look while it is lovely that you keep sending them in as well as your questions I did ask that you stop because uh as you know they stink and there's really just not much I could do with them uh, I've realized uh you know over the past 21 episodes I keep getting sent in these stinky hippos don't really know what I'm meant to do with them I can't sort of just stack them up like stinky hippo lego I mean I can it's just 
but it stinks. I've used four as a doorstop, a couple um, as sort of paperweights. Uh, I've flung a few out of the window at passers-by, uh, which is just not been it's not very nice of me to do that and also then the people not only have a stinky hippo flung at them but then they smell of stinky hippo for the rest of the day and they can't stop being sick so it's just disgusting really um and there's not really any other uses for them you can't make them into a smoothie or anything as that's just cruel and disgusting so please stop sending these stinky hippos but and i repeat but because it's just it's always funny to say but a lot isn't it but but uh but do keep sending in questions even though I've currently run out of comedians for them. I will find more. I promise I will. The show will be back soon. Your questions will get answered. So if you've already sent one in and it hasn't been answered yet, it's on the list for as soon as this show returns. And if you haven't sent in a question and you want to, you've got stuff you need to ask, then get your irks mashed potato towers, sorry, grown-ups, to help you email us at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk with anything you want to ask, really, or any jokes or anything at all that you'd like to say. Another reason for the break, uh, the podcast break, is that I have to remember all my jokes to shout in your faces in real life from a stage, um, as we're doing loads of Comedy Club for Kids shows all over the place, uh, starting this coming Saturday, um, and uh, it's, well, this coming Saturday when I record this, but it'll be last coming Saturday, last going Saturday. I don't know where it's gone. But anyway, starting then, um, at the end of May and beginning of June, and uh, we're going to be at theatres, festivals, possibly even um, in your front garden near the bins on a Wednesday. No, OK, we won't be there. Um, but wouldn't it be amazing if we did? If you looked out your window and there we were by the bins going, Oi, but! Uh, unless, of course, it was bin collection day and then we get taken away and put in a smelly truck. Though that might be a good way to get rid of the hippos. Anyway, do come and see us uh, and find out where we're going to be by checking comedyclub4kids.co.uk. And now, for the importantest bit of the show that includes a comedian I prepared earlier. There are many stars and spikes. Many peaks. On today's podcast, I am joined by Sook, a.k.a. Sook Pioneering Space Cook. Uh, Sook, who is known for award-winning raspberry blowing. And, of course, as all listeners uh, will know of her, um, she has written many books and hosted many shows on the art form. Uh, Sook, the professional cow interrupter. Um, hello, Sook. How are you doing? Oh, hi. Oh, thank you so much. Nobody ever talks about my long and distinguished CV, Tiernan. So I'm really glad. Everybody's just so like, oh, you're a comedian. Oh, you're writing a book. I'm like, guys, that is not important. What's really important is my work with um, our bovine friends. So thank you. Well, exactly. I mean, I can't believe that people don't mention that as far as, you know, as right? I said, I think that's what most of our listeners will know you for. I've never seen anyone interrupt a cow quite like you before. And I, and I think wow. it's it's just, it's, it's magical. It's, it's one of those things that you never forget. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I've lived many lives, as you can tell, obviously I've been in space, um, you know, which was great because you weigh nothing in space. And my mother was very happy. Um <laughs> But you were a space, but as a space cook, that's yeah. even better because you can just cook like the biggest meals and then eat them and go, it's done nothing. And that's really exciting. But also in space, it, I was literally just adding water to, to rehydrated sachets of food. So I wasn't, sorry to burst your bubble tin and I wasn't sure. actually cooking with fresh ingredients because you can't do that in space. No, sure, but but I guess you would you, you still you found your own ways around it, didn't you? Oh, yeah. You added different amounts of water to different things, and then you mixed different powdered things with different mm -hmm. other powdered things mm -hmm. to make brand new powdered things. And I think that that's that's innovative. Before astronauts were just like, oh, I'll just eat this space ice cream that tastes of dust, or this space yeah. pie that tastes of dust. Yeah. And now you're like, have ice cream pie. Yeah, <laughs> have ice cream dust. 
ice cream pie dust yeah which is that's innovative isn't it well yeah it is and i'm really well known in the in the in the space world yes what they call it that's what i've I was going to say that's what I've heard, but you can't hear anything in, in space. I haven't, yeah. I haven't heard it, but they 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 sent a message mm-hmm. from the space station. Mm-hmm. So that's how I know about it. Great. So, yeah. So, I'm, well, I'm very pleased you're here. I'm very pleased you're, you're back on Earth and able to do uh, this show with us. And, and how are things, apart from all your, your busy uh, cow interruptions, raspberry blowing, space cooking, how how are you getting on? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm OK. I, I'm, I'm OK. Yeah, I'm all right. I've moved to the seaside, which is lovely. So lots of lovely sounds. I can talk about later. Um, it's it's nice. It's I've spent most of the last six months walking up and down a beach um, in a fringed shawl, pretending that I've lost my husband at sea in a horrible fishing accident. Um, and uh, but the twist is, I'm a ghost. Whoa, yeah. that's that's really exciting. Thank you. That's really exciting. Um, can we talk about the, the uh, obviously you've gone fishing accident. Is it <laughs> like I don't wanna I don't wanna ruin your story, but is it more exciting if it was like a pirate based? Yeah, you know, because I think I think what I think what's more interesting is if he just never came if maybe he maybe he sailed into a, a kind of uh, a scary mist and oh. was never seen again. That's really exciting. Yeah. yeah. A, a sort of terrifying fog. Yeah. They never returned. Yeah. Yeah. Potential sea monster, potentially just sort of Who fell in knows? the sea a bit rubbish, but nobody knows. Oh, that's really exciting. I like that. That's a really good. I think that's, there's, uh, people don't do that often enough when they, when they live in certain locations. They don't sort of pretend to be a ghost in those locations. Why not? Enough, you know? Why not? Yeah. They're missing a trick. Now's the perfect time to do that. It is absolutely brilliant. Do you ever, um, is are your plans like being a ghost ever thwarted by sort of seagulls just sort of flying at you <laughs> when you're trying to be, when you're trying to be all solemn, like, oh, my husband died in an accident or my husband disappeared and then, Rah! and then they sort of, because I've been to Margate and the seagulls there are quite big, very good, especially at stealing chips. Yes. And um, they can really fly at you. Yeah, they're, they're very bold. They're really bold. I learned something recently about the way that seagull behaviour has evolved. And apparently, yeah, apparently they weren't. I've I've been alone for a very long time. Um, Apparently, they weren't always. Your husband disappeared in the mist. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know if he's coming back. Um, All the space dust is ready for him for when he chooses to to hear from the, (laughs) the terrifying, mysterious mist. Apparently, they weren't always scavengers. It's because humans left their waste lying around, like bins, like overflowing bins and things like that, that they became scavengers in order to survive. Wow. So it's our fault that seagulls eat from bins. And before that, they had three-course dinners with sort of silver cutlery. They had they were really homes. fancy birds. They were like really upstanding members of society. And we've reduced them to, you know, flying nuisances. So... Wow. But well, okay, let me ask you this because I, I would, if you know, th- th- I love a nice dinner at home. Mm. But if I knew outside there were some McDonald's chips in a bin, it, w- it would be hard not to think, oh, I, might, I might have a few. Well, yeah. I mean, that is the eternal dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> I should just say to listeners listening to your show, please don't eat chips from a bin unless uh, your grown ups say that that's okay. But even then, possibly question your grown ups. <laughs> 
yeah, do question your grown-ups. Uh, it's uh, I once uh, my um, when I was at university, my flatmate ate pizza from a bin, mm. but that was he insisted it was in a box. He insisted it was still in the box. We put the box in a bin too early. That <sighs> I I don't believe him to this day. I don't believe him. I think he'd step pizza from a bin. Yeah, I, I once went to the theatre with a friend in possibly somewhere in Sussex years ago. Our friend was in a show there and we were rushing and she was like, well, by the sea and I want to have some chips because obviously that, that's the rule. If you're by the sea, you have to mm. eat some chips. And um, But we were in a rush because and we didn't want to miss the show. Obviously, we didn't want to miss the beginning of the play. And so she left her half-eaten chips on top of a bin and then came out at the interval and finished them off. Wow. I mean, wow, that's that's impressive because A, potentially disgusting, but B, mm. that a seagull didn't get them in, like that, or, or anything, didn't a bear, I don't know what would have yeah. been around. Not a fan of theatre, apparently, seagulls. So, Is that maybe how you keep them away from your... <laughs> If, if they were to fly at you while you're doing your ghostly walks, all you need to is perform like a, a beautiful monologue. Yeah. And they'd be off. They'd be off. Just give them my best lady M and they'd be. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that's, they don't like the drama. I'm mm. really impressed. These are all the tips that you can give us, but being near the, being near the seaside. Yeah. That's some amazing tips. Are there, is there anything, is it Margate's, um, I'm trying to remember, Margate's a bit of a, is it a stony beach or is it a no, beach? No, all sandy. We've got miles and miles is sandy it? beach, which is why I love it so much. I don't count stony beaches as beaches. I'm really sorry, Brighton oh. and other places. I'm really sorry. I just, I don't see the point. I don't, why am I walking on gravel? It's just really, okay. I feel it's really ungainly, it, it bordering on uncivilised. And I'm sure it's terrible for your posture. I don't disagree, but let me let me play devil's advocate here and just say, OK, with sandy beaches, you can build sandcastles, but stony beaches, you can build real castles with stone. Yeah, but it's a lot more labour intensive. <laughs> it does take a long Is time. It- <laughs> Oh, you're essentially yeah. drywalling then, using them. You're not going to, like, take cement or water, are you? Essentially drywalling with pebbles is what you're doing. Yes, and also you get told off by the council because they're like, you can't build that here, this is a public beach. Yeah, and you've just built a planning permission to erect and... a structure yeah. there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's true. I mean, I was playing, as I said, I, it wasn't that I disagreed with you, but it is, I think, one of the few plus points of a stony beach where you're allowed to do that. Yeah, but I always find that there's too many stones, that you find there's too many. There's just like, I want, if there's stone, I just feel like there's an excess of stones. Because what mm. I, if I have to go on a stony beach and I'm trying to sit down, I like to kind of scoop out some of the stones to put my bum in there. Mm. And I find that it, it's quite difficult to do that just because there's far too many. There are really far hard. too many stones. That is very just true. like a really uncomfortable yeah, ball it's... pit. Like it's really hard. <laughs> That's like a ball pit for people that are super tough. <laughs> yeah, let's just dive into all these stones. That'd be horrible. <laughs> It's, I always think that's the worst thing of like, because I, I like walking barefoot on a beach, but if you mm. walk barefoot on a stony beach, it's the most painful, horrible. Exactly. It's, it's not calming at all. It's really painful. And then what are you supposed yeah. to do? Wear boots in summer, like when you're trying to walk along a pebbly beach. Like that's just, it's not the one. I mean, also, you know, my flight is now 34% sand. 
because I do like to go for a beachy walk but I do feel like that's a small price to pay plus I do feel like when I walk barefoot on the sand which hasn't happened yet this year um I like to feel there's a bit of an exfoliating effect so in the long run I am actually saving money Yes, that's very fair. I, I should say for, for for listeners, if you don't know what exfoliate means, it basically makes your your feet all nice and smooth and soft yeah. like a baby's feet. Whereas if you walk on a stony beach, it makes your feet all cut up and your toes fall <laughs> off. And, <laughs> and then you have to crawl and then it cuts up your hands and your hands fall off. Basically, it's terrible. It's a terrible it's awful. idea. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, I've got that good. sorted. Yeah. Also, now you've got a sandpit at home. So that's also <laughs> great. I mean, you've done... You've done very well here. I think a lot of listeners will be very jealous of your situation, unless they also live by the, the coast, in which case they, they fully understand. Um, well, you know, obviously, you like all the rest of us have been at home uh, for a, a while, apart from your, your beach walks. And uh, while everyone can now go out and about and listeners are at school and stuff, yeah. I just wonder if you had a tip for fun things to do if you are bored at home or just bored in, in general. Any Any tips for fun things to do? I think the best thing to do if you're bored is just have a sleep. close your eyes lie down close your eyes pretend to sleep chances are nine times out of ten you will fall asleep and I I don't I don't think I think we could all sleep more I really do think I do I do think that we don't sleep enough so I think have a sleep also there is a Netflix so try and get to the end of that if you can't sleep, try and finish Netflix. If you can oh, that's, yeah, stop a good going on silly little walks because they are silly. And I know that some families are like, Oh, we love going for it. That's fine. You can be silly, have a little walk, but you know, not for like the 17th day in a row. You don't want to go for a walk when it's a horizontal rain. You've got ghostly women walking up and down the beach. Um, you know, <laughs> that's not what you want. Stop, stop it. Stop it. I think we should stay indoors more. Even after like this that. year. And also, I, I like that we've now got to the real reason of why you pretend to be a ghostly woman walking down the beach. It's to stop children having to walk and they should all <laughs> salute your efforts. Yeah. You are stopping their daily walks because their grown-ups are going, we can't go there. There's a ghostly woman. And now <laughs> they get to stay indoors and watch Netflix. Exactly. Is, ideally, how many hours a day would you like to sleep if you could? At night, I would like a 10-hour sleep. And then during the day, because naps, you can't, I mean, when I say lie down and sleep, I feel like I should be a bit more clearer about what I mean. You've got to figure out the best time for you to nap and the best length of a nap as well. So for me, it's between 20 and 45 minutes. If you go any longer than that, then you will wake up like a grouchy toddler like that's you've got it's something it's something to do with sleep cycles but anyway i've i've spent the last year figuring out the best nap time for me and the best nap so i like to nap between three and five any later than five then that is quite risky because you might I'm not so get professional at this i i believe in the power of naps that's going to be my next book power of naps that's amazing see i gained the ability the, the second i became a dad mm. i i couldn't really nap before but the second i became mm. a dad i've now gained the super dad power where i will just suddenly fall asleep on the sofa with my head in my hand and wake up and my arm <laughs> be covered in drool and i'll have been making snoring noises that have terrified the neighborhood and i won't have realized and i couldn't do that before but now i've gained this like it's like my soup my dad's superpower 
yeah that was given to me I don't know who I don't know if it's of use to anyone I don't think it is I think my I, I wake up and often my daughter's pointing and laughing at me but I don't know I don't know I don't know if that I think it helps her I don't think it saves anyone else yeah <laughs> I think we're also human beings I believe we are supposed to nap I do think I don't think yeah because I think I don't think you're supposed to sleep at night the whole time because we if we think about the oldie times when we lived in caves and whatnot chances are Mm. it probably wasn't very safe to nap at night because we're in a cave there's seagulls outside you know they you know they might be going for the remnants of the wild boar that we've had for dinner or whatever so I think I think we should yeah but yeah, I think that I think everybody should nap, and in a lot of countries, people do. Yeah, you that's know? true. Siestas, we don't have siestas. We don't in, have it. Yeah, in, in the UK, and also like um, a real shame. in India as well. When it's really hot, when I've visited family in India, they wake up quite early, so they'll wake up around five-ish, do everything that they need to do, and then round about twelve, which is a time where I really get going. They were like, "Well, it's mm. forty-five degrees outside, so you're an idiot for going outside." have a lie down wow um but I'm like but I only woke up 15 minutes ago they're like lie down um so <laughs> yeah so it makes now sense. I don't I don't want to um again I, I don't want to assume that they were being rude but is there a little bit of you it's like every time you wake up they go to bed <laughs> did, you, did you take it a bit personally because I'd be a bit like what again I thought I was coming to see you and you, you're going to bed again oh. as just as I get up like that feels a bit it feels a bit rude to me that they almost waited I never thought about it like that but now you say it now you say it it makes a lot of sense I mean we my family do own a lot of cows so maybe they were just jealous of mm my cow interrupting abilities I don't know maybe that's maybe that's what was going on there but but I, I, yeah I've got a lot I've got to have some conversations when we get off this call I would need to speak to sure yeah but if they say there is they can't talk because they're asleep <laughs> it's not the time difference that, no <laughs> that's it that's it I'm just saying I'm again me. I'm hoping not but I just thought I should highlight it um now listen uh, so uh, it's so wonderful to have you on the show and, yes. and, and thank you again for, for doing it but i've got to, i've got to ask you oh, some yeah. questions before we get to our important important question mm-hmm. um you know this is an audio show as i mentioned every episode we we hope listeners hear it with their ears they might listen to it with their knees their bums i don't we don't discriminate how they mm. want to listen to it but i, I just wonder that because it's audio um if you have a favorite noise that you you could either make or at least tell us about um I mean I guess I should say something like waves crashing on a beach because I spend so much time on the beach but it's actually the sound of a champagne cork sorry <laughs> wow what do you like about because it, it, it it properly fires doesn't it when yeah. a, uh, as all yeah as all the listeners will know from their regular champagne <laughs> that they do at, at well, school I, and nursery and I also yeah. I also have something called ASMR um which is where yeah. certain sounds very specific sounds just make me feel very happy in a tingly way. Well, do you have any, is there a particular sound that, that you could share with us that's that's good? Um, so typing. Um, if I listen to somebody typing quite loudly on a typewriter, either an old fashioned typewriter or, or a keyboard, if it's a clickety clackety keyboard, um, I really like the sound of that. Um, Heavy rain and thunder, I really like, like a tropical storm, but only when I'm inside for obvious reasons. Um, 
what else? What else are the sounds? Oh, somebody cutting cabbage on a wooden chopping board. Oh wow! Yeah, that's really Those are specific. Good sounds. <laughs> but they're really good, and I because I I definitely I mean I I, I think they're they're all great, but the rain one is definitely something like we're both both um, me and my wife when it rains lots outside we're like oh it's so mm. nice being inside and hearing that and it helps me sleep. It's a yeah. much better. Noise. It's why I never understand people when they go I don't like it when it rains. It's like I do, but as long as I am indoors and just listening to it yeah the rain is brilliant and sometimes when it's raining I go onto YouTube and I put on videos of thunderstorms so I can get like lots of rain sounds multiplied wow I like that that's a bit unfair to the rain outside though that it's not doing a good enough job that you have to watch like Hollywood rain I know <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I I feel I feel like this this rain's trying really hard. Like, come on, Sirk, I'm doing my best for you. <laughs> and you're like, um, this isn't this isn't good enough for me. I've got to watch Thunder on YouTube. Yeah. I, I like to feel like I'm supporting it. And also double glazing, guys. Come on. I can't hear it that well. Sure. Um very fair. So yeah, so those so those are those are my sounds. I don't a lot of people who have ASMR like sounds like whispering and things like that. I really don't like whispering or um yeah people put on weird voices to do it that doesn't really do it for me but yeah but those those are specific ones also on tiktok you have videos of people um cooking and it's the sound of them chopping and putting things into a pan and the sizzle and yeah the sizzle of onions when you add onions to a pan i was gonna say sizzle of onions is like that is such a pleasing noise it's yeah so lovely but yeah yeah, that is really good. Oh, that's really exciting. Well, hopefully, yeah. What what I like about all the sounds you've done today, they're quite soothing. They're quite like, yeah. they're quite nice. And it's it's a shame there aren't as many typewriters around now. <laughs> and and for listeners, um, it's really hard to explain to you what a typewriter is, but it's like a a, a computer that was broken. If you if you <laughs> tore the monitor off a laptop, then you'd have a a, a typewriter that's not as good. I don't tear the monitors off your lap. I feel like I'm giving oh. a lot of bad advice on today's show, but. Ah, uh, typewriters made a particularly, especially the, I like the ding at the ding. Yeah. Like you don't get that on a computer when you hit return. It doesn't go ding yeah. unless you've got really annoying settings and then everyone in the cafe <laughs> hates you. But yeah, it's not as good. Wow. Well, that was brilliant. What a brilliant list. Thank you for that. And and uh, of course, the other thing that I have to ask, um, this is a, a family friendly show. It is for people of all possible ages that you can ever imagine uh, from minus sort of 40,000 to, to 3000 years old. Um, but, but, just to make sure that it's family friendly, uh, I just want to check there are, if there are any rude words you won't be saying on this show. Um, I won't be saying occasional table. Oh, that's oh. I know that's a bit close to the edge, isn't it? it, it I mean, thank you for not saying occasional table. That is, I think, one of the worst, worst rude words you've ever had on this show. I'm sorry. Um, I, no, 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 don't be sorry. You're not going to say it. You're I'm not going to say it. Um, also, yeah. I definitely, I'm not going to say um, milk thistle. Oh, thank goodness for that. Thank goodness for that. I don't, I think, I think had you said milk thistle on this show, I'd have had to delete the whole show, mm. every show previous, and then probably the minds of all our listeners, uh, I'd have had to wipe them clean because it is just too... Milk thistle is too much, so thank yeah. you. Wow. I thought occasional table was bad. I didn't expect you to come through with... So I was easing you, you into it gently. I was easing you into it. I was, yeah, but uh, sorry. I feel I feel terrible for even saying those words out loud. Well, no, but, you, but thank you for not saying them out loud uh, yeah. on this show. Mm-hmm. And thank you for never saying either of those words. So, I, I, And I won't say occasional table or milk thistle either. Yeah, so don't. 
Thank you very much for that. Right. Well, so now we're the important the important question. The reason I've got you here, I thought these questions are right for you, and I I thought if anyone could give us a brilliant answer to these questions, it would be you with your with your expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've had this sent in from Alice, who says she is she is age zero point eleven. Sorry, age eleven. So it's, it's an easy mistake to make. Um, you could be just a few minutes old. Or 11 years old. Sometimes it's hard to know, especially when you've just woken up. So that's fair, Alice. I understand. And Alice has two questions. Okay. And I'm going to hit you with both, but then we'll, we'll take them one at a time. So the first question is, what if food came burnt and ovens uncooked it? And the second question is, what if animals could talk? So okay. big questions, big subjects. Let's start with that first one. What if food came burnt and ovens uncooked it? Big question for an 11 minute year old, Alice. Um, Yeah. What if food came burn? I was thinking about this because I was like, then if say if it was a burnt chicken that we bought in a supermarket and then we had to put it in an oven and uncook it, we'd end up with raw chicken. So we'd have to cook it again. Like when we're saying we're uncooking (laughs) When we're saying we're uncooking things, does that just mean that things are burnt and then we're going to just cook them until they're just right to eat? Or are they going to just be raw again and then we can sell them on for a higher price, therefore creating a black market for chickens? Probably not. Well, I mean, because there was part of me that wondered if if you could just put it in an oven... Because it takes quite a while. So I'm 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 a vegetarian, so I don't mm. really know. So get correct me if I'm wrong on this. But to like cook a whole chicken takes quite a while. Mm-hmm. But if it was already burnt, to uncook it a bit might not take as, as long. long. Yeah. So you'd probably have it quicker that way round. Well, maybe. I think maybe it's more of a case of you know when you burn some toast, pops up the toaster and you're like, oh damn it, and then you've got to get your knife and you've got to scrape off the the burnt bits. I would quite like a contraption where I could just go, oh, okay, let's put let's put that toast in the oven and just get it to the right, right crispiness, yeah. right doneness. I'd be quite happy if we could have an oven that would do that. Because I think yeah. in that way, we then don't waste as much food either it's very important for the environment um and also yeah oh but then maybe what if you go the other way you could just be in an endless time loop then of just cooking things i've overcooked it again i've undercooked it again i've overcooked it again i've undercooked it it'd be it'd be so annoying i'm a very distracted i get distracted very easily so i i feel like that could be most of my day either sleeping for 10 hours or cooking and burning food and uncooking. Sleep for 10 hours, you wake up, spend an hour cooking and uncooking toast forever and then go back to bed. That's a, a really Have a ghostly day, yeah. walk, be ignored by my family. Um, it's quite a good life, really. But yeah. How, how would you feel about, because if all food came burnt, right? Mm-hmm. So like one of the things I like about like having a plate of food. I like all the different colours of food. Yeah, of course. Whereas if all food came burnt, it would all be just charcoal. Like like yeah. when you're looking at it on in packets or when you're looking at it in supermarket, like the fruit and veg aisle, for example, would mm. be just all like lumps of coal. Yeah. And that wouldn't be very... How would you tell that like... Uh, if something was ripe. ripe or... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then like, don't even get me started on avocados. Um, like... <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Um, what's inside that little green parcel? Uh, yeah, I, I guess 
we'd still have a memory though of what food used to look like so we can still imagine that banana or that peach or whatever like imagine what it would look like but then maybe this just this is very scientific Alice because you'd have to cook it to a certain state because if you cooked it too much what if you just ended up with a banana seed what if we're going like right back to the beginning of like the, the banana's life I don't know if a bit of bananas go from a seed. <laughs> I, do you know what? I've no idea. I've seen pictures of bananas growing on trees, but I don't yeah. know how they begin. Sorry. I don't know yeah. how they get there. This I is why you should stay, stay in school, kids. <laughs> yeah, because they teach you exactly how uh, where bananas' lives begin. Um, it's very important. Well, I was, I was going to think one plus point of, but like if food was already burnt, like I've definitely been to a rubbish barbecue where all the food got burnt anyway. Yes. And it, people spent ages getting it there. Mm. So if food was already burnt, you could just instantly have a rubbish barbecue without any effort. Yeah, that's great. And then you could have an argument and then it'll probably rain, um, yeah. which you could add to, obviously, with your, with your YouTube videos of th- tropical thunderstorms. And that, yes. to me, just sounds like a really lovely day. <laughs> it's a beautiful day. It's, it's a, a lovely day. day. But I like that because then yeah. there's no hanging around, making boring chit-chat with people that you don't really mm. like. Um, uh, and you can just go, oh, well, it's bad. We could just go home then. Well, and also you don't get the people who are really like, because um, I'm not very confident with the barbecue, but so you, you get mm. certain people, particularly dads, who like to go, yeah, I'll be in charge of the barbecue. I know what to do. And then they burn it and then it all goes really wrong. Whereas they could just now immediately go, I'm rubbish. It's already burnt. And then you've got rid of all that. <laughs> but then we'd probably, we'd and... probably have to give them something else to do, wouldn't we? Like, I don't know, make, make a sandcastle out of pebbles or something in order to, yes. in order to kind of give them something to do. Because I feel like that a lot of that is about making fire and yes. putting a sausage on the fire. I always, so I grew up a vegetarian. So I didn't grow up having barbecues and my parents are vegetarian as well so what do you this is a slightly side this is a side quest like what do you have at a barbecue that is like mm, that is really satisfying oh well you see i do do a lot of the like the veggie sausages and the veggie burgers Mm. ofs but also i love right i love a barbecued sweet corn on the cob nice i think that's amazing because it goes so tasty smoky and i love um Oh, it's really nice. And I like skewers with like a mushroom and a pepper and stuff. But obviously it's not very exciting for, but I, halloumi, it's got to be yeah. halloumi, like barbecued halloumi and like barbecued sweet uh, corn on the cob. That, and, oh, and a baked potato, but like in foil. <gasps> now you've got me really excited. I'm, like, I'm really hungry now. I wasn't hungry <laughs> when we started this chat. And now I really, I just want, I want some burnt food that I can uncook just a little bit. So it's all smoky. That's what I want. Thank you, Alice. It's half nine and we're craving a jacket potato. <laughs> Yep, yep. I could eat a jacket potato most times of the day. Oh, I think I, I, think, I think I could eat a jacket potato for lunch every single day. I think jacket potatoes mm. are one of the most. But I'm actually salivating. I think jacket potatoes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> are one of the most. Alice, food. Alice. Um, Unbelievable. But, right. Well, well. Listen. Well, let, let's wrap this one up. Let me know because ahead, I'm worried that we're both just going to have to stop this to go and make jacket potato. And they take like <laughs> hours. Again, we're talking about they take hours in the oven, and then we'd have to, you know, or or get them burnt and uncooked. Anyway, it take a long time, and and I feel like, you know, we haven't got that much time today. And we've got another question to answer. So, mm-hmm. just one check. Would you prefer? Would you do you prefer food the, how it is, or, or would you be up for them it being burnt and and trying it the other way? I would be very up for owning a machine for my cooking fails. 
Mm. which as a certified and highly experienced space cook are very few and far between. Um, sure, but uh, yeah, but Alice, I, I would really love if you or someone you know or anyone could invent a machine that would mean that we could put in burnt food and, and cook it to the right uh, state. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think you're right. And it should be for cooking fails rather than... Because if all food was burnt, one thing we didn't say as well is a lot of burning of food would have to happen first and that's quite bad mm. for the planet and and i think it's better if we were to mess up food and then we had machines yeah. that reverse that yeah so we could get it so a little bit again. yeah so yeah. i think it's actually quite a genius idea with a tweak or two yeah yeah well very good work alice i really really impressive for, for an 11 minute old um <laughs> and so right well the second question this is again you're the right person for this i think with all your skills um but alice asks what if animals could talk well i mean they can talk for a start Whoa. So we all know that Whoa. animals can talk. Wait, wait, hang on, you mean like because they make animal noises or do they, like, can they have proper, con- like, you know, do they speak in sort of human languages? I mean, depends on the animal, obviously. Uh, no, but they do talk. I mean, obviously they talk to each other. Um, I think if animals could talk, I just feel like it would be something else that we've got to tell to shut up. Because I think now... <laughs> Yeah, that's this is, why, fair. this is why I don't have children and I should probably never have them. But um but you know now when someone's like, oh, roll up, roll up, uh, he's a talking dog. I don't know what who would do that. But you know, w- when you see it in films or cartoons, or you've got Dr. Doolittle and he can understand. But if, if we could all understand animals, or if they could all talk, I just think we'd just be a bit sick of it, don't you? I think if there was like a couple, yeah. like maybe I don't know there's like one or two in your town that can or your city that can talk you'd be like oh did you know that Alice has a talking dog it'd be great but also we say talking dogs but what if what if they were really annoying like human beings what if they were like some really annoying dogs as well or some annoying cats you know what if you were like oh who's a good boy then they were like it's me Alice I'm a good boy we've had this conversation before uh, you never ask me how I am or what I'm doing. It's always who's a good boy, not what does a good boy need. Like, what if, what if they're just like a bit annoying? Yeah, we see cats would almost definitely just walk into a home and go, "Milk now, <laughs> feed me. None of your nonsense. Feed me, and then I'm gone. I'm out again. All right, that's the arrangement. They'd be really rude about it. I yeah, think. and. I, I can't help but thinking that like birdsong would be awful because yeah. at the moment like it's really beautiful and you hear like birdsong and we've had the past year of lovely like tweet, 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 tweet. oh isn't this lovely but if you woke up and every day I'd be like rah, 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 I'm, I'm going down the pub rah. I watch this on TV what did you see on Netflix I've been sleeping for 10 hours it'd be like so it'd be horrible it'd just be noise from the trees yeah it'd be really be, yeah it nice. would just be like oh we've got more noisy neighbours or like say if you were on safari or in the jungle somewhere which you know a lot of us are um and you were like oh wow what a majestic roar of a lion and then but all of a sudden it would be like you know just like an old man yawn or something like it would just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that'd be horrible wouldn't yeah, it yeah it would be horrible yeah. if it was oh, oh i've burnt my food again like you know if it was just like a grumpy old man i think we'd uh we see we'd lose a lot of the magic of nature 
quicker, Gina. I, I definitely think so. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna show my ignorance here. I'm I'm not very good at other languages. I, I tried very mm. hard to learn. Um, I know a bit of German and I know a little bit of French, but I'm not very good at French. And I um and I. I really like relaxing to, I like listening to like French radio because mm. I don't know what they're saying. Nice. And therefore to me, it's not distracting. Yeah. And I think it's the same with, I think it's the same with like animals. It makes me happier to not know what they're talking about, mm. especially because they might be being rude about me. Like if I'm yeah. at the zoo, they might be looking through the window going, look at that. Oh, he looks awful. He looks like he hasn't slept in ages or whatever. They might be being quite rude. I can't believe he's eating and pizza out of a bin. Thinking, like... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I don't want them judging me as well. So I think actually it's quite nice. That I just think they're making monkey noises or they're, mm. you know, growling, whatever. It's, yeah, it's less stressful. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a positive because there must be an upside to this. Oh, do you know what the upside is? We could have more animals on TV. Yes. As characters. Hosting shows. Yeah, chat shows, interviews, the news. Oh, you know, a giraffe. What animal? Would, I was going. Ah, oh, I was just going to ask you what animal would be perfect. Absolutely, a giraffe. Not least because they'd have to keep scrolling down. You know, when they tap the papers at the beginning <laughs> of a news thing, they'd have to scroll down for the tap the papers and then scroll all the way up the net yes. for the news. Yes, and also, where would they tie their tie? Oh no! Like, is it going just That's under their chin or like right at the bottom of their neck? so tricky because because ties i suppose need to go on a shirt so you'd either mm. need a shirt with a very big neck on it but we don't know it's a new tricky. world Tin, and like we we don't how do you we might not need shirts but we still need ties because it's the news okay hang on on the same theme for animals like giraffes and four-legged animals trousers they go on the back two legs all four legs or how, like how does that because I've always wondered, like, would they wear trousers Aww. on all of their legs or would they just wear it on the back two legs but then need a jumper on the front two legs? I think it's going to be back two legs for trousers, mm. jumper for the front two. I think that might be need. We might need to have some sort of custom shop for animals, let's be honest. We can't make them wear human clothes. They might want to wear a dress or a smock or, you know, just just a fringe shawl. Like, you don't know. They, they might want to... You know, don't don't put animals in your human clothes. Okay, don't restrict That's them. Fair. You know, we've just given them the power of speech. Yeah, they that's fair. And also, I mean, you say that we're assuming they talk like people. They might be far more interesting. <gasps> than yeah, us, that's you know, true. with all their chat. Yeah, they might have amazing things to tell us about um, that we don't. Or they might be really boring. <laughs> <laughs> they might be just really. That's the other. My other worry would be just that they're. You know, like ants would probably be march, 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 mm. march, pick up a leaf. March, they'd be like, oh, shut up. And but, that's what yeah, we just so have to hear the whole time. Like, as you're just yeah. going about, oh, no, do you know what? I don't. You know, like how we've been all going on our silly little walks all year. Imagine mm. then having to make small talk with a human and then with their dog. Oh, no. That's double, oh, double the boring conversation. Yeah, I think you. I mean, I think. Do you know what? More than anything, that argument shows my animals mustn't. Talk. <laughs> I just, I don't want that. I don't want to have to chat to more things with terrible conversations. Yeah, can you? Oh, what have you been up to? Oh, fine. Oh, what about you, Ian? Oh, well, yeah, nothing. You know, dug up a bone. Like you know, I don't. I don't. I mean, I love dogs. I don't know why oh. I'm making them so boring, but they might be really happy. They might just 
Or, but you know how we say, oh, you know, he's really happy to see me. He's wagging his tail. Or, you know how we say that about dogs. Well, maybe they're not. Mm. Maybe they're not. Maybe they are miserable, yeah. you know. So they might, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I don't want to make small talk with an animal. Sorry. No, I, I think on that on that last point, it might be good if we had, say, if we had a few animals that could talk, maybe they could translate for other, like that might be quite useful just for animal-human relations. Mm. So if you had, like, say, one dolphin that could talk or one cat that could talk, and then they would be the cat that you'd go to and say, you take your cat, and they'd be like, meow, meow, meow. And be, what does it mean? And the one cat that could talk would be like, oh, they hate you, and they um, just want to eat everything. I really hope that the animal translator is going to get paid for their time, because you're asking them to do a lot mm. of work to speak for their whole species. Oh, yeah, that's true, actually, yeah. That's so true. how like how are we paying them? Like, in fish? Like, how are we... Do you know what it I mean? depends on the animal, does it? Because if you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. So I'd have thought <laughs> you have to. I thought monkeys would have to get peanuts, but yeah. I think it would depend on the creature. And they might just want cash. They might want straight cash to buy their extra long necked ties. So I'd, you know. It's... <laughs> oh no! Because um, now I'm thinking of the houses and the housing market, Tin, and I will be absolutely devastated if we've got, you know, I don't know, giraffes buying real estate and buying a house before I can. I'll be so annoyed oh. if if they're like and they'd need extra roof space as well. Exactly. They, they need really high ceilings. Yeah, and, they need a yeah. skylight to stick their neck out of at night. You know, I'd be really annoyed then if animals are getting more opportunities, more chances to buy a house than I am. So I think let's do what humans have done up until now. Keep animals in their place. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, I, it's, I, I feel like we're not nice enough to animals, but also mm. I think there are limits and we shouldn't be so nice that they end up living in homes and then we have to hear rain from outside. I know, but also it'd be really yeah. hard to choose an animal then, because if you could like go and pick a pet at the pet shop, for example, and then you'd have to be like, well, you know, is Jerry the hamster the right fit? for our family like do we want a chatty hamster or do you know do we want maybe someone who can tutor the kids um oh, yeah. you know when it comes to exams and things do we you know does does this hamster know verbal reasoning or like do we want you know just a really chilled out kind of jokey kind of hamster to fit in with our family it would be hard. I mean, and also, you you know, just going in a pet shop in the first place, they'd just be like, me, 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 let me out, let me out, let me out. Not me, not me. You know, like, it'd be so, I just wouldn't go in. It'd be, you'd have to go in with, like, earmuffs on or something to... Oh, the, wow. one thing, I, the one thing I'm going to say is, either all animals talk or no animals talk, because I think that is fair. Yeah, good. I can I can agree with you on that. I yeah. That's, that's very true, Yeah. It's a really complicated question. I hadn't realised quite how complicated in, in, <laughs> until we started talking about it, actually. I think I just thought, yeah, it might be fun if every now and then a dog says hello, but actually it's, it's not. It's terrible. Yeah, sorry. I think I've been, wow. I've been very serious about this, and I, I now know that when I go for my afternoon nap, I am going to have nightmares of having to make small talk with a dog called Ian. So. While unburning food. Yeah, it's going to be... <laughs> 
It's a busy, it's a busy day for your sleep brain. Well, well, but that's why I came to you with these questions. So I, I knew that you, you were the person who could answer these questions properly and with the, with the, the depth and intellect that, that they need to be. Able to, because Alice, Alice is not point eleven years old. She's not going to be satisfied if we just went. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be fun if parrots said bum or whatever. It doesn't, which they they can do. That parrots can talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a bad example. <laughs> yeah, all right. I should change it. But you know what I mean. She needed something. She needed a better better answer that was well thought through like you have given so thank you for your time and um have you got have you got a nice rest of the day planned are you um are you wandering the, the beach as as a ghost woman or uh, yeah as always planned? i'm going to go for my my ghostly walk and then i'm going to meet a friend and i am going to eat inside a cafe for the first time <sighs> in a very long time I'm so excited i'm so excited. well enjoy that thank you enjoy that yeah very jealous um cool well thank you again for joining us on the show with your your superb um expertise in between your cow interrupting your space cooking and everything else that you have to your napping and your <laughs> ghost womening all these things you have to do uh, i really appreciate you having the time to chat to us and answer alice's questions so thank you tons. oh thank you alice and thank you Tim. for any one of the following players easily explain it all in 10 weeks Thank you so much to Sook for those very in-depth and detailed answers to Alice's very, very clever questions. I mean, really clever, especially considering she's only 11 minutes old. Of course, it doesn't matter how old you are, um, unless you're 101, obviously, we've been through that. But you can still send in any questions you like to the show, as long as you get your irks mashed potato towers, sorry, grown-ups, to help you email us at podcast at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. If you can, please give us a nice review too on Apple Podcasts um, or uh, Spotify or Acast. There's loads of places where you can review it. Maybe just on a wall somewhere or give a note with the review in it to someone you know and say, this is for you, before then running away. And if your grown-ups fancy buying us a tea as thanks for making you laugh until you do snort noises, then they can do that at ko-fi.com forward slash comedy club for kids or via the ACAST supporter button. Oh, and obviously, most importantly, come and see us live and in real life too. But please don't bring me a stinky hippo or hand me a small note that says but five stars on it and then run away. And you can see all the places that we're doing real shows at comedyclubforkids.co.uk. So we'll be back in a few short weeks. Don't worry. Don't stress. We'll be back soon. And you can always listen to old episodes in the meantime. Listen to them again and again and again and again and again and again and again. And then we'll be back in just a few short weeks, maybe a couple of long ones as well. Depends on which weeks they are. And uh, as soon as I've got a whole well full of fresh comedians and a whole well full of stinky hippos, because that's where I'm going to put them, because it shouldn't smell so much in a well. I really hope I don't muddle up the wells and I end up with stinky comedians and fresh hippos. But I suppose at least Comedy Club for Kids HQ would smell a lot nicer. See you soon. Bye. You have been listening to Comedy Club for Kids presents. Radio nonsense. Radio nonsense. Radio nonsense. Radio nonsense. Radio. It's the end.